Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. Welcome to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash. And today, my guest co-host is the incredible Joanne Balbuena, founder of Synergy Studios. Today, we're going to tackle a Your Highness first and talk about the intersection of accessibility in cannabis and military veterans. Joanne does a ton of work for veterans in cannabis, and she's going to guide the conversation. Um, before we start, let's say hi, Joanne. Hi. <laughs> I'm just like running through. <laughs> that was a really nice introduction. So I was just waiting. <laughs> <Yeah. For the laughs> but thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. What's up? I'm so happy that you're here. Um, so before we dive into this very important topic, um, and there's a lot to talk about, so you're definitely going to be back. Um, but before we dive in, we're going to start, as we always do, with our fave pot, not pot okay. segment. Um, so for those who don't know, the fave pot, fave not pot, is where we talk about our fave current um, cannabis-related and not cannabis-related item, movement, movie book, whatever whatever it is. We just, we're just feeling it, you know? Um, so right now, I'll start. Uh, recently... Yeah, I'll start. Let me let you talk a little bit here. So yeah, <laughs> sure. I have a joint in my hand. So <laughs> yeah, you're like whatever. <laughs> but uh, no, no, let's do this. Yeah. So uh, recently, I dislocated my rib, or at least I think that's what it is, um, and it was really intense. I mean, that was the pain was worse than childbirth, like whatever it was, I have to go back to the doctor to find out the final thing. But like, it's, that's what they think it is. And it's, um, oof, it was really bad. But I had uh, the f- How are you today? <laughs> are you good? Um, yeah, you know, I'm, um, I'm doing a lot better. <laughs> a lot better. So that's good. Yeah, so good overall. Um, I mean, still some pain, but that's just like I'm a chronic pain patient, so that's kind of like I'm used to it, you know. Well, but just um, say, like, you're a trooper, <laughs> you know, for even oh. being here and, and doing this. So thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Well, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Thanks to um, products like the one I'm talking about now. If I ever can talk about it, the discos is what it's <laughs> called. <laughs> um the the dispensary doesn't have these often so i was really lucky to get some um and a company made uh, a company called evermore makes them and they are they're gummies but they're marketed as uh like i don't know discs or lozenges because it's maryland's laws uh with edibles Mm -hmm. but they're delicious um they have rso in them so um, it's like 35 okay. milligrams per disc. Oh, so are they like round? Like, yeah, 
They're like little gummies. Mm-hmm. And they're delicious. They don't taste like they have cannabis in them. They're like 35 milligrams each disc. And it was like whew, a lot. They worked a lot better than the muscle relaxers. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. That's very good. So they take the away or? Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. RSO is like for me I mean I know like some people have some issues with RSO but like I um I have <laughs> a lot of issues chronic pain and I could go on and on but um I won't because that's boring <laughs> as hell anyway RSO is like been a lifesaver lately for me so um I'm a proponent of it and um I'm a big fan of this particular product so it really did help me I mean, I'm not like, you know, jumping around and, and doing it, you know, gymnastics or anything like that, but it's a, a world of difference. I'm, I'm sitting upright and <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, so that's good. That's yeah. Good. Um, I think so. for me, um, my pot item is actually, I'm going to own to it. It's the, uh, that rolling machine from raw. Oh, Oh, oh my I God. want one of those so bad. You, girl. I get made fun of because I use that thing, but let me tell you how good this thing packs the rolls. Like it's, it's so easy. Literally, like once you put the weed, you roll it up, you put the paper, you roll it, and you have a full blown joint in less than like 15 seconds. That's amazing. Who gives you a hard time about that? Oh, my friends, because they say I'm pretty much being a punk and I am like no I'm saving time and my joints are fully packed <laughs> and uh I can focus on enjoying the joint as opposed to like I'm one of those people I don't feel like my fingers bent well enough to to roll <laughs> like I'm and this machine is a lifesaver so that's my item that's amazing I want one so bad um I've I'm I'm at the point in my life where I'm about convenience, <laughs> saving time and saving my hands the pain. So I don't know who's giving you a hard time. I mean, maybe they don't smoke a lot, but if you smoke as much no, as I do, they got made fun of. So they got to keep, I guess, the Ugh. trend. <laughs> I say just keep it convenient and and oh, you yeah. know, that's more time to smoke. Like you said, I just today used my coffee grinder. <laughs> And I was like, boom, why haven't I been using this the whole time? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, let's let's do those hacks. I'm about that hack life. Um, so my fave not pot is um, an HBO series. It's a new one. It's called I May Destroy You. Hmm. Now I'm going to read the synopsis, but it, it does not give it justice, do it justice at all. Um, it's a British comedy drama television series created, written, and co-created by Michaela Coel. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly for BBC One and HBO. It's set in London and it stars Coel as Arabella, a young woman who seeks to rebuild her life after being raped. And it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a laugh riot. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they marketed it as a comedy. I mean, it's not, it is funny. Like there are definitely funny parts to it, but it's so layered and the writing is incredible. Oh I I started watching that show this weekend. It, oh, I is it? The name. Yeah. Cause it, it just started playing. 
Yeah. Right. That is a great show. And like you're, oh my God, yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot yeah. about The synopsis does not do it justice at all. Yeah, you're right. But now when you're talking about some of the things that you just said, it, it mm-hmm. makes sense. I'm like, I just saw that this weekend. That's funny. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I can only watch it like one of it. It's one of those shows where I really have to watch one episode yeah, at a know, time. A lot goes on, so you yeah. can get lost pretty quick. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like you have to absorb it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot. Yeah. So what's yours? So for me, I'm gonna keep it in the same uh, category like you. I'm gonna go with Insecure HBO show from Issa Rae. I I've watched every episode, and you know, season four ended like three weeks ago. Um, it was awesome, and I just love the creative flow. You know, that the, the stories of the characters and how they come together, and they pretty much every character there is in that show. It's literally a part of the show so you there's a lot of layers to it but on top of that Issa is like one of my inspirations and her story is super empowering you know especially for black women in in the creative space um she's definitely trailblazing so I'm loving it she is so funny she I think her writing is incredible I mean I just love that yeah she's she's good she's definitely good She's so like uh, good at the dry comedy, and it's it's really that's like my favorite kind. Me too. <laughs> but I need to catch up on the season. Yeah, you gotta I'm, watch. I'm behind. That's on my list because I thought like, well, I I I have some reality shows I watch like 90 Day Fiance, and that's all about to end since COVID. <laughs> so I'm like, um, scripted television also is probably going to end in a little bit. So I'm trying to kind of put things in my you know library so to speak for like I'll watch that when I have nothing else to watch because I want to not binge watch it but like enjoy it you know right and that's one of those ones because sometimes I kind of watch that one quickly and then I have to go back and watch it because it's it's an easy show to watch it's I think sometimes oh no I'm sorry yeah that is an easy show to watch um that's why I watch it (laughs) no insecure but I heard this season's kind of intense and I watched the first episode I was like oh yeah yeah you're in so it's a short they so their seasons are pretty short I think it's like not like eight or it's either eight or ten episodes per season right But, but they make them so good you know so yeah that's the good thing about HBO that's why I can't can't quit it it's like the one membership I always end up keeping because I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. I really like that. I like that. Okay. They now have a new show. You know, they get you every time. Anyway, I'm starting to sound like a grumpy old person here. Um, and I'm only just an old person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. I think this coronavirus stuff is everything. Everybody is mostly at home. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're just all losing track of time and social graces and (laughs) all of the things I have. I when I had to go into urgent care, it became very clear to me how um, quickly you lose (laughs) the ability to interact with people in real life when you don't go anywhere for a few months. Yeah, I bet. So I've only been to one dispensary, like up to the point that I went to the urgent care. I think it was like I had only been to a handful of places in the last six months. So wow. it was like, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like I go to the same places, like the grocery store, a couple mm-hmm. of friends that I've been in touch, and back home, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit um, and get back to what we were going to discuss, and that is talking about accessibility. Uh, the intersection of accessibility and cannabis and veterans. Um, so let's talk about like a major issue that a lot of people um, it, deal with, especially chronically ill and, and veterans. Let's talk about affordability, the accessibility of, of medicine through affordability. Affordability for veterans. Um, that's definitely a, a hot topic. Um, as far as, um, the cannabis space mm-hmm. and having um, the access to it. I'll tell you what, um, fortunately for us, and I don't know, and I cannot speak for the rest of the country, but here in Southern California, there are a lot of veterans helping veterans because we do realize that this is a humongous issue. As you mm-hmm. know, a lot of veterans when they come out of the military, we have all sorts of issues, PTSD, um, and it's coming outside, you know, especially the ones that do like 20 years, 15 years. When you come back into the real world, that alone is, it's, I, from experience, I'll tell you this, is trauma in itself. So that adjustment causes a lot of veterans to become homeless because we really, Honestly, in order for you to understand how that happens, like you have to be a veteran because I'll tell you, it's really hard to explain why that right. transition is so um, hard. Um, right. But a lot of veterans can be helped with cannabis. Um, and most veterans, I'll tell you, they will, I think they would agree with me that um, cannabis has save their lives because I know it saved mine and I be, I belong to a lot of organizations here in, in, in Southern California, one of them being um, Veterans Walk and Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we do through that is exactly what, um, to answer your questions, I know I, I went on a tangent there, but um, what we do um, with veteran, Veterans Walk and Talk, which it was founded by my good friend, um, Colin Wells, he's also a veteran. Um, he gets all these cannabis companies um, from all markets, I'm not going to lie, legal market, um, um, traditional market, um, to donate um, product to give to veterans for, you know, for therapy. And this is for free. So here in Southern California, you know, we have programs like that, that honestly, it, what it, if without those programs, it would be really hard, you know, for somebody to get quality um, cannabis, I would say, um, and be able to afford it. Because right now, an eighth at the dispensary is at least $60. So a veterans that are on fixed income, that may be a problem. So affordability is definitely an issue, but we veteran groups are working, you know, to, to bridge that gap. Right. And aside from the price, which 
we could go on and on about. <laughs> um, but aside from that, there are other affordability aspects that like people don't think about. Like you're saying what you just said is so profound about the experience with the trauma that's so specific because that affects your ability to earn a living, right? Absolutely. It, it affects your ability to maintain good credit. It affects everything in your life. It affects you being able to live a high quality lifestyle pretty much. But more than that, if you if you use cannabis and you are public with your use. Oh girl. Now that's a huge issue yeah, I'm for glad you took it there because that is if anything, I feel like that's the biggest problem. Um, because when you go to the VA, um, as from my personal experience, um, I went to the VA for a condition that they know I have, which is ulcers. And I went to the ER um, and I was in pain. They do the, um, the checkups that they do and the normal tests that they do. They test for pregnancy if you're I'm familiar. <laughs> and then, you know, when they do the drug testing, they instead of talking to me about the why I was there, you know, and talk to me about my stomach and the issue at hand, that they were aware that I have, um, they want to talk to me about why I have THC in my system. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much rebuked that conversation and said, why does that got to do with anything? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to tell me how THC gives me ulcers or makes them worse? Because I need scientific proof of that. <laughs> That's pretty much what I said. And I kid you not, the conversation was ended right there. And I said, just give me my medicine for the ulcers and I'll be on my way. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And then I left, but that is an actual good ending story. Right. Um, a lot of veterans, uh, lose their benefits, uh, their benefits when they're vocal about their, um, cannabis use. That's why there's a lot of veterans that don't even use the VA. They prefer, you know, somebody outside of the VA, um, or a, a, a medical care outside of the VA, even if they have to like go broke paying for it out, out of pocket um, because they don't want, let's say their pensions to be messed with. There's like this, right. you know, sure. um, losing the benefits that you earned by going to war and, you know, or giving up your life for X amount of years, you know, for your country and then plant-based medicine it's uh it's it's a huge risk that may take away all the benefits that you earned with your blood, sweat, and tears. It's ridiculous. It is beyond ridiculous. And you know, also it's like to have to live in, in fear is already something that so many people deal with. But then I wonder, like when you have to deal with military housing and you have to look at that aspect too. It's like if you're it's like the 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 benefits that you're supposed to get <laughs> for sacrificing your life. You you can lose all of it so quickly just because you like you said, you're using something that is uh, a plant. And I've had a similar ulcer experience just to like I it's not just be I mean, these there's so many doctors that just refuse to even acknowledge the existence. Um I had a whole stomach full. I it was even it was like top to bottom filled with ulcers. Wow. I mean, I'm talking it looked like Swiss cheese on my inside. Uh, 
insides. And I mean, I have the picture, I have the photos to prove it. And then it was a couple of years later, I went, I followed up with the same, same GI and he makes me get a colonoscopy and he tells me, I'm going to make you go on biologics after this. And I said, I'm not doing it. So, okay. But we're, you know, I'm not going on pharmaceuticals anymore. He's like, well, it's better than your, your weed. Because I told oh, wow. him I was using CBD and he's like, whatever pot you're smoking isn't going to work better than uh, proven pharmaceutical drugs that, that are proven to work. Wow. So he was like, he was rude before we even got to the colonoscopy, right? right? So then I got the follow up and I, um, he comes out to tell my husband what happened and he didn't even talk to my husband. Well, long story short, there was nothing there. All of my ulcers had healed. I only had half of an With ulcer. CBD? Yes, CBD. Wow. I mean, and also cannabis. But at the right, time, right. I wasn't safe. It wasn't a safe state to talk about it, you know. No, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And so he didn't even feel like he could talk to my like he was embarrassed. He didn't follow up with me or anything like that afterward. Wow. It was just like complete ghosting. I, Doctors will ghost you. No, yeah, but girl, the power of cannabis. Like I've, I know people that have you know cured cancer cure their cancer with our cells um so yeah people have come back from to life my one friend he actually makes this bomb with cannabis that he grows from his backyard um that he uh, i have an aunt who has diabetes mm -hmm. and he's had this wound on her on her foot that that won't heal because of the diabetes i guess it doesn't allow her her skin to regenerate regenerate mm -hmm. and she had that wound for like a decade so you already know that stuff gets infected and things like that because it never heals right I some of that cream that my friend made and in three months that she used that cream she developed a scab in 10 years that thing had wow made. and um in that and that cream has both thc and cbd and That's she amazing. sent me a picture and uh, the, a long ass loving message, um, letting me know like, what the hell is in this thing? Cause you know, I didn't even tell her that there was cannabis in there cause she's older and I didn't want her to like not try it. Yeah. You know, for being close-minded. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but she, and she loves it. Absolutely. She vouches for it. Um, so she's like on her way to being wound free after 10 years. Wow. So, so no, yeah, I, be I believe you, girl. So that's incredible. So mm -hmm. what are some other accessibility issues that you see in your work with veterans? Um, as far as cannabis goes, I think um, access to information, like um, oh, information yeah. that, uh, that would help them to make better decisions with respect, you know, to their, the use of cannabis and even entrepreneurship in cannabis. Um, yeah. Ultimately, in my circle, most of the most of the people I um, I stay in touch with are mostly veterans, and the majority of them have cannabis businesses. Um, here in Southern California, we have CBD stores, and we cater to you know our fellow military um, and veteran brothers and sisters because we know like if we don't take care of each other nobody will a lot of people you know the one thing that we all have in common that we hate is um how politicians and even like corporate america loves to use veterans to 
pretty much as a as a front to be to to do some well being or something like that. Or right. like for instance with the whole and I don't want to get like political or anything, but um, that whole Colin Kaepernick and them saying, oh, he's disrespecting the men and women of the military. Um, no, hello. We go to bat for this country so people can have freedom of right. speech, freedom, you know, to to express themselves. So they, that narrative is, is, is sickening and it's tiring. Right. You know, we all the military people, we don't think one same way. We all come from different backgrounds. Um, and we all have our own brains. Um, so they they pretty much lump us all in one group. And it's usually that's really interesting. It's usually for a narrative. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, in access to information and I'm actively working on that with my business for the content creation um, with cannabis synergy. And right. the purpose there is to, you know, to bring uh, the people that are actually working in the industry to to make it sustainable, to make it better, to to make uh, or to continue the awareness, to bring the awareness that cannabis is has medical uh, benefits and for therapy and things like that. Um, yeah. With reliable information that comes, you know, from that is science science based, and not only science based, because there's a lot of us that, like you and myself, my aunt, you know, other, you know, people that we know that have experienced, you know, uh, healing with um, cannabis products. So yeah, um, just I'm trying to. So with cannabis synergy, we're trying to streamline that and put out high quality content. Yeah, um, reliable and that people can relate to. Um, right, like you're making it accessible. Not to cut you off, but no, I just no, thought no. about how it was when I was going through all of your images and just like thinking to myself that it is a different image. Like mm-hmm. you're saying about what the media creates and what people try to like. It's like correlation. You know, they think because they're loyal to the military or what they perceive the military to be. Mm-hmm. This this monolith, right? Yeah. Um, and saying like that they all are this type of person, but then you're through your content creation, you're creating a more accessible narrative. Like this is yeah, not more the case. accurate, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying because I'm actually showing real people who had the experience, who actually walked those shoes, um, and then not only that, um, to we're focused in cannabis and how it has helped us, not just with medicine, but even to put food on the table. Um, you know, it's that it's a viable business. Um, and, and pretty much, like I said earlier, we've somebody, if we're going to be the change and that's what we're doing, um, putting out there what we want to see and, and so far so good. So we're going to, that's amazing. And you're doing so much, um, in that way to make that go forward. Um, and one of those ways is, is your upcoming book. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So the successful canopreneur, that's the name of the book, which should be out, uh, on Amazon. Um, we launched it. We are going to launch it on the 8th. So that's when it would be available September 8th. So, oh, nice. Um, in any case, I wrote this book came out, you know, from having some time to sit there with my thoughts during coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
had to take a pause and pivot and think like, how can I continue to create value to the industry? Um, and I was able to just sit there and start writing and pretty much the, the successful canopreneur came about. Um, and it's about my experience in the space um, in the past mm -hmm. five years, um, working in the regulated industry, um, seeing all the challenges, um, as well as the many opportunities that there are in the space. Um, not, you know, and the fact that they're there and people are coming forward to, to grab them. So I also want in my book, I want to bring awareness to people of color, you know, um, yeah. to change their relationship um, with cannabis, because obviously ours is one of vilification because of prohibition and the racial undertone behind it. Um, so I'm there. I just want to with the book, I just provide a lot of information of the of, of how to get into the business and how to make sure you once you're in, it's for the long run. Um, and then I just provide some input as far as like, this is, this shit is hard as fuck. <laughs> um, so I also provide the input for like the mindset, um, and how to maneuver and navigate the dynamic, um, business environment and then remain and keep your sanity. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Before we end, I mean, I know there are so many things to talk about when it mm -hmm. comes to accessibility and veterans, but I also uh, really love all the work that you're doing with your content um, creation. And thank you. I think it's really important to have more conversations about pivoting as a content creator. Mm -hmm. That's another <laughs> area of accessibility, you know? No, yeah, because with Cannabis Synergy, um, our show was a live talk show that we held here in San Diego in studio. Um, the audience, uh, which was at a, a, almost 100 people that we gathered, um, they experienced a full production. Um, and then we had a consumption lounge and had a good time there with live performances. So when wow. COVID happened we were like, oh, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. We're gaining, you know, so much traction. So um, again, when we were quarantined in those first couple of months, I just continued to try to stay creative, then ended up writing an entire book. That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, and just coming up with ways to continue to create content that was engaging. And you just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing. <laughs> Right. That's what I keep reminding myself. That's what's getting me through <laughs> the bet, day. No, you're strong. You're really it's, strong. It's hard because, oh no, I, no, <laughs> I'm just saying it's hard right now as a content creator. And it's hard because on different levels, because you don't want to complain about it, but then it's like, it's hard to find the importance in what you're creating when there's so many things going on that need attention. You know, you're like, what? what's the right thing to focus like specifically and then also all the things at the same time you know mm -hmm. if that makes any sense at all yeah no, no, <laughs> it gets overwhelming you're like how do i make this how do i create something in this space right now right yeah um, and having conversations about it i think helps a lot because i think uh sometimes we get a little bit caught up in our pride like as creative people you're right you're right, you know? you're right. So do you have anything else that you'd like to promote um, or any calls to action before we end? Follow us at cannabis.synergy on Instagram. Um, also, I have my lifestyle brand, Boycott Shitty Weed, at Boycott Shitty Weed. 
um, check that out. We have some uh, cool content on our Instagram as well as go to a, um, our store and get some swag. Um, and then, of course, the book, it's coming out. So should be out now, actually. Um, when yeah. The, oh, awesome. Um, but it's uh, com. And get your copy. <laughs> and you said it's on Amazon, right? Yes. We'll link to that in the notes. That's right. Awesome. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for now. But if thank you would you. come back. Thank you. This is um, our first episode of the new season. So I'm really, really happy that you were here to help me with it. And I want you to come back at any time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Um, and so if you're still listening, we appreciate it. And uh, if you get a chance to review the show on iTunes, we'll very much appreciate that as well. Um, until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.